Learn how to build your faith in God's word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. Is somebody happy to be in 2019? Is somebody happy to be at the beginning of gaining momentum? I'm gaining momentum already. I thought you said the same thing. I said, I'm gaining momentum already. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm just excited about this year. Glory to God. Come on, say with me, I'm unlimited. Say it like you mean it. Say, I'm unlimited. Hallelujah. God give us that powerful word over the house for this year. I'm unlimited. Let's see that scripture. The Amplified. I'm unlimited. So feel free to step out this year. Feel free to take big steps. Because whatever stopped you last year cannot stop you this year. Whatever limited you last year cannot be a limitation this year. He said we will break forth on the right and on the left. You are breaking forth. I say you are breaking forth. Said I can do all things which he has called me to do. Through him who what? Strengthens and what? Empowers me to fulfill his purpose. He said I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am what? Ready for anything and what? Equal to anything. Hallelujah. So I'm ready for anything. I'm equal to anything. Hallelujah. Through him who what? Infuses me with what? Inner strength and confident peace. You're unlimited. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said glory to God. There are three things you must always do with every word of prophecy. I said that on that day, but I'll say it again here. There are three things you must always do whenever a word comes to you from God, either for your year or even an individual one. The first one is always good to connect with that word with a seed. It's always good to do so. In, um, in the Bible days, they had a culture, a spiritual culture then, Whenever God appeared and spoke to someone, you will notice the Bible said the person built an altar. Usually that involves sacrifice. So they would kill a ram or whatever. Of course, we're not going to kill a ram here physically. But you know, the, the issue was that they had to tie that word down and connect with it with a seed. So whenever such a word comes, it's good to connect with it with a seed. Second thing you must do with the word of prophecy is to cooperate with the word. Whenever a word comes, you have to cooperate with that word. Many people think God will carry out his word over their life by himself. No. He has given the word. He expects you to cooperate with it. Are you here, somebody? When they want to heal people, most times, you hear Jesus will say things like, take up your bed and walk. Or get up and walk. He has released the word. The person needs to get up. You will never hear that Jesus carried the person up. 
or the James and John carried the man up. They will say, stand up and walk. And the person has to what? Cooperate. So this year, cooperate with that word of prophecy that has come over your life. Cooperate with it. Hallelujah. So this means you must have big plans for this year. And you must take tangible, practical steps. You need to have goals for your life. You don't have dreams for your life. Then take steps towards it. Fearless steps. Bold steps. Hallelujah. With the mentality that there are no limits upon your life, you take the steps. Hallelujah. Part of cooperating with the word involves praying with that word. So, throughout the course of gaining momentum, as they are both declaring prayers here and, and your own personal prayer life, pray with that understanding that you are unlimited. Hallelujah. So, you pray. The Bible said, um, Timothy, war a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone what? Ahead of you. DJ, put that up. So, war a good warfare. With the prophecies that have gone ahead of you. So God expects you to, to actually go to war with the understanding of the prophecy. Look at it here. This charge I commit to you. That means I, I give you this charge. Son Timothy. According to the prophecies which went, bo- which went before on thee. That thou by them mightest do what? War a good warfare. So you do that in prayers and in taking steps. You see, you are going to the war front, not as somebody not sure if they will win. You are going to take up that challenge with the confidence that you will win. Somebody gets what I'm saying? So you must cooperate with this word. There's nothing I can do about it more than release it to you. You have to take some steps that show that you have received the word. I said it that day that... um, if you read just, if you read the book of James, the what the Bible said there was that Elijah prayed and his rain stopped and he prayed again and it started raining. If that's all you read, you won't get the full story. The full story, if you read in, the, in Second Kings, where, I mean Kings, where it happened, I think First Kings, the Bible said it was God that told him that it's going to rain. So he had a word that it's going to rain. So he took that word in prayer. And prayed, and the Bible said when he prayed the first time, he told the servant to check. The servant said nothing. Now there was a word that it was going to rain. But he prayed with it, nothing. He, he, he told the guy, go and check again. He said he kept bending down to pray, and by the seventh time, hallelujah. Let me see if this, uh, look at this. He said, it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go show yourself unto Ahab, and I will do what? So this was a prophecy. God said, I will send rain. But after he showed himself to Ahab, he went to pray so that that prophecy would come on time and come in his lifetime and come accurately. He went to secure it in prayer. And he prayed seven times till they saw a hand of a cloud. And he said, I see the sound of abundance of rain. So that the prophecy came doesn't mean you should go and sleep. You, you go with the understanding. God has said you're unlimited. What are you going to do about it? Because he's not going to do anything more than that. He has said it. It's done from his own end. Somebody catching us. Well, God told him, it's going to rain. Sure, said, it's going to rain. And he went and prayed. And the rain came. So it takes the faithfulness of God and the faith of man to bring every promise of God to pass. Are you here, somebody? 
And the last thing you must do with every word of prophecy is to give praises. Because your thanksgiving and praise is always an expression of your faith. And today's thanksgiving service, hallelujah. Your thanksgiving and praise is always the expression that you are in faith. The Bible said, Abraham being fully persuaded, he gave glory to God. He had not seen the baby, but he was fully persuaded. Anytime you are fully persuaded that the word of the year is for you, you express it in praise and thanksgiving. In First Chronicles uh, 20, when they were about to go to war, and a prophecy came that they would have the victory, they wouldn't need to fight, and all that. As they were going, they, they put the praisers in front. That's the expression that we believe that what God just said is true. So today when the Thanksgiving starts, please make sure you dance, make sure you celebrate. It's, and you're not just dancing because you like music. You need to differentiate the two. The dancing they do in club and the dancing we do here are different. Even though the beats may sometimes look alike. The motive behind the dance is what makes the difference. Somebody getting it. Because I know some of you just, you just like music. Say, I just like music. I go to this church called the music. No. <laughs> it's not music. <laughs> no, 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 no. If it's just music, then anybody can be a worshiper. No, that's not what we do. It's the understanding of the dance. When you are dancing in church, a dance of faith. People can get healed out of that dance. The dance in a club, your soul is going closer to hell. Not in that dance. <laughs> But the dancing church is a dance of faith. It's a dance that opens doors. It's a dance that gets sick people healed. It's a dance that gets people delivered. Are you here, somebody? It's a dance that opens wombs. Are you here, somebody? Hallelujah. A dance that brings promotion. So when we're dancing today, don't just dance like somebody just uh, enjoying music. Say, so I like this song. I don't like this song. Even if the choir miss their beat or they don't like the song. Our dance is not tied to the song. Our dance is tied to the person we are singing to or for. Are you here, somebody? So sometimes the beat might not go. Let your dance still be going. Are you here, somebody? It's not tied to beat. Glory to God. You know that people like that, they get upset. Once the song is not good, I'm not feeling today's service. Ha! May you not chop spiritual knock this year. <laughs> With such thinking pattern. I don't like the song. Close your ear to the song and sing your own in your mind. And still give God praise. Hallelujah. Still give him praise. Because he deserves the praise. I don't like this girl. When this girl sings, if her voice, I don't really flow with it. Ah! <laughs> you think it's music. Close your ear to it and still dance. But that dance can set you free. That dance has miracles with it. Are you here, somebody? Come on, say with me one more time, I'm unlimited. unlimited. Say it with confidence, I'm unlimited. unlimited. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything. Are you here, somebody? Let's say it one more time. I'm ready for anything. And equal to anything. One more time. I'm ready for anything. And equal to anything. One more time. I'm ready for anything. And equal to. Two more times. Two more times. I'm ready for anything. And equal to anything. One more time. I'm ready for anything. And equal to anything. 
Whatever scared you last year, this year it will be scared of you. That project that was intimidating you last year, this year you will eat it like bread. You will crush it like play. In the name of Jesus. Don't look at the size of the thing. Look at the size of your God. Don't look at the size of the thing. There are three kinds of limitation we must deal with this year. There are three kinds of limitation we must deal with this year. How many times? Three times. Number one is personal limitation. Personal limitation, there are limitations that you put on yourself because of who you are. Personal limitations. So, you will see yourself saying things like, I'm not educated. I can't get such a great job. I can't live such a great life because of my educational background. So you say, I'm not educated. Some other people, they say, I'm not connected. I don't know anybody. Who do I know in Lagos? Who do I know in government? Who do I know in Nigeria? Who do I know in embassy? Who do I know for me to get it? This year, remove every personal limitation. When they say you're unlimited, the bulk of that problem is mental. Because your God is not unlimited. The Bible said that they, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. God is not limited, but you can limit his work in your life. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You can, he's a gentleman. So when you live in a way that you are telling him not to do anything, he will just stay until you are ready. Let me tell you something. Gosh, because many people don't understand. Many people think, oh, we are praying, God is not answering. There are many people that are offended with God. I hope you know. It's not you that have haters. Oh. God has plenty of haters. There are many people that are offended at him. That where were you when my uncle died? Where were you when I lost my job? Where were you? you know, many people like that. And it's because they have not really known him. If you know him, first of all, being angry with him cannot change anything. He is not intimidated. Secondly, if you know him, you know he's a good God. <laughs> Thirdly, if you know him, you know he has already done everything he will do about your life. What it means for you to take it. Let me explain. Imagine if I go to where they make this microphone and say, please give me voice. Give me voice. Give me voice. And I'm praying. Give me voice. There's nothing they are going to do. They have already put the voice here. It's like your phone. It has a, 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 something it can do that you don't know. And you are praying and fasting. They've already put it from their end. They can't do anything again. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So many people are praying prayers to God of things he has already done. So he's looking at you like, ah, I don't know what. <laughs> I've done it. It's in the package. You have to read the manual. <laughs> it's there already. So you see the dilemma. You are praying for something the person has done. He can't answer you more than he has answered you. It's done. I've put it. I know you will need to do selfie. So your camera can reverse. So if you spend your whole time snapping the other way around, not knowing that your camera can actually face you, and you're praying, say, hey, I wish one day, I wish one day, Nokia will, or, or uh, which phones are popular now? Samsung will do a phone that can, they, are, they, are, they will be laughing at you because they've done it since. What it means is that you will read the manual. Of course, most IT people will tell you that the average person doesn't use up to 10% or 15% of what this phone can do. I hope you all know that. 
All this smartphone we are talking about, the people that own it are not smart. <laughs> and the only way you can enjoy a smartphone is that you too have to be smart. If not smartphone with an unsmart user, you <laughs> will not do anything smart. So many people don't, can't use up to 20% of what their phones can do. They've never studied it. They've never researched it. Never read the manual. Are you here, somebody? So you are praying for things that God has done. He said, I'm not connected. I'm not educated. I don't have money. I don't have this. I'm not good enough. I don't have the capacity. You must remove all personal limitations. You must remove them. They are usually mental. Remove them. You say, you said you can do all things through what? Christ. That's tr- so it's because of God's power in your life that you can do what you want to do. It's n- they are not looking at your own power. They are not looking at your own resources. We are looking at God's power. Are you here, somebody? Personal limitations. I'm not fine enough. <laughs> that's why I'm not married. I have K leg. I'm short. I'm fat. Listen, listen, sister. Listen. There are ladies fatter than you that are married to very good men. There are ladies shorter than you. There are ladies darker than you. There are ladies fairer than you. There are ladies... (laughs) So stop. Stop limiting yourself. Personal limitations. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this enough. Start looking at what God can do. Start looking at what God can do. It happened to Gideon. Gideon said, when, when God called Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon said, ah. Say, I'm the least from my father's house. And my father's house is the least in the whole village. The village is the least in this town. But God still called him Thou mighty man of valor And was Gideon really a mighty man On his own he was not a mighty man Because where he was he was even hiding He was afraid where he was to do To go and tread something So on his own he was not a mighty man But he had a mighty God An ordinary man with a mighty God Becomes a mighty man Oh that's a good point to shout hallelujah I said an ordinary you with a mighty God becomes a mighty man. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'll say it again. An ordinary you with a mighty God becomes a mighty man. So who told you you can't launch that business? So I don't even know what to do. Good. But you know the person that knows what to do. Oh, is somebody getting what I'm saying? Who told you you can't complete that project? Yes, on your own, you might not be weak. But the Bible said his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Are you here, somebody? Come on, say, I'm unlimited. unlimited. Show me that Gideon scripture quickly, if you can. Let's see it. He said, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said, the Lord is with thee. Thou might, see the key? The key is that the Lord is with you. Thou mighty man of all. Come on, tell anybody, the Lord is with you. Preach for me. Tell the person next to you that the Lord is with you. Hey, fix that wedding date. Are you here, somebody? Fix the date. So I don't have money. Fix it. God is with you. I said, God is with you. Thou mighty man of valor. Next verse. He says, uh, and Gideon said unto him, Oh my Lord, 
if the Lord be with us, why then are all these things before us? And where be all the miracles which our fathers have told us, saying, did not see all these things from Egypt, but now you are forsaken and all that. Next verse. It says, um, and the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might, thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the men. They go in your might. He said, have I not sent you? It's me that sent you. Next verse, let me see. And he said unto him, oh my Lord, where shall I save you? He said, behold, my family is what? Poor in Manasseh. <laughs> Maybe there's somebody looking at your background here. Say, I can never own such a big business. I can never own my own house. I can never run for office. God is with you. That's what matters. You're, we're not looking at your background. God is with you. My family is poor in Manasseh. He said, I am what? The least in my father's house. There are some people here. You used to be the, the proverb and the byword. You used to be cause of shame in your family. I decree that you are the one that is going to bring glory to that family. You were once tolerated in that household. But I decree in the next 365 days, you will be celebrated in that family in the name of Jesus. Personal limitations. So what are you telling yourself that is not true? That I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. You have God. And that's what it takes. Are you here somebody? Next kind of limitation. Environmental limitation. <laughs> this one is looking at the environment. Say there is no money in the economy. In fact, they even have a saying now. They say Buari's economy. So you join Buari's economy? Are you a member of this church? You open your mouth and join Buari's economy? Then why are you paying tithes? You don't understand? <laughs> you don't understand? Do you know what, do you know why people, why, why they created tax? When you pay tax, as you pay tax, that government you are paying tax to owes you somewhat responsibility. Of course, that doesn't work in Nigeria. I hope we know that, but that's the idea. <laughs> Nigeria is wonderful. <laughs> so, so from day one, disconnect yourself from this economy. This one will mess you up. Are you a covenant businessman? That means you don't even, you probably don't tithe in the first place. So that's why you don't understand what you're saying. So you go and use your mouth. And you see, in the spirit, your mouth is your signature. I hope you know that. I've taught you that now. So people don't know that. In the realm of the spirit, we don't sign by hand. In the natural world, you sign by hand. In the realm of the spirit, you sign by words. You get born again by, I hope you know you get born again by words. Whosoever shall believe in his heart and what? Declare or say with their mouth. That's how you get born again. So in the spirit, in physical, if DHL deliver a, pro, a goods to you, you must what? Sign. Until you sign. That delivery has not happened. He might even be in front of your house. But it's not yet your own. It's not yet in your possession. It's not yet your responsibility. Until you what? You sign. So they can bring it and take it back. Do you understand? Until you sign. That's how it is in the spirit. Satan can bring a bad back package to your house. Angels can bring a good package to your house. Until you sign, none of them can remain. Is somebody guessing this? So if they bring poverty or sickness to you, they have a right to come and knock on your door. <laughs> we have a delivery from hell for you. It's called Buari economy or poverty or austerity or sickness. Until you use your mouth and agree, they can't leave it there. You can reject it. Somebody gets in this. Same way with even a blessing from God. 
when the angels bring it, it's your mouth you used to collect it. That's why you must keep the kind of unlimited. They drop it. Somebody gets in this. It's a man say, ah, in this Buhari economy, if you see more, what are you talking about? You are using Buhari's economy? Connect to heaven's economy. That's part of what, that's part of why we tithe. Tithing is not a levy. It's not tax. It's not somebody chasing you. You under, you are plugging in to a higher economy. Hey. There are some people, the work you are doing, you too know that this work, except you steal, you can never get to your destination in this life. You too should know. So if you, if you, if you never tithe, you are, you are, you are a dead man walking. As in, your, your only hope is this your natural flow. That's why many people are angry. Because they have no hope for life. My hope is always in God. That's what tithing is. You are actually clearly stating and showing that you believe in the supernatural. You believe in another economy beyond just the natural economy. Somebody gets what I'm saying. Environmental limitation. There are no jobs in Nigeria. There's no. I'm going to read some testimonies to you next Sunday. I can't do it this Sunday because it's Thanksgiving service. But please, next Sunday is anointing service. And I'll also read some testimonies to you. Please, you can't miss next Sunday for anything. So, all the testimonies I'll read will convince you about this environmental... There are people that have been getting blessed in this same economy. People building houses, buying houses. In this same economy, you, you are busy saying, what economy? Hey, hook up to heaven's economy, my friend. Every time you bring in your tithe, that's what you are saying. The Lord, I'm hooked up to a higher economy. Somebody get what I'm saying? Praise God. There are no jobs. There's no money in town. You know, they are not giving visas now. They are not, what, what are people saying that you have joined to say? That is a limitation. Our church has always prospered the most in a time of austerity. We refuse to partake of any economic hardship. It's by choice for a believer. Say, choose you this day. I've said before you what? Life and death. Blessing and cursing. You can choose. And you choose by what? Your words. Don't choose environmental, no job. You, 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 what are you reading? What are you reading? You are reading uh, statistics that are saying job, uh, jobs have dropped to so and so. Listen! People are still getting good jobs. I will read the thing to you next week. Just be patient. Next Sunday I will read real life human beings like you in the same church hearing the same thing you are hearing. You are joining Buhari economy and all that nonsense that you should not join. Of course, I'm not against Buhari as a person. I'm just, it's a saying that people say Buhari's economy. That's why I'm using it too. If you're SSS and co here. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. Amen. Somebody got what I'm saying though. It's not a political statement. What I'm saying is that, you know, they are saying the economy is hard. Don't join such rubbish. There are people getting jobs. You don't need, say, thousands of people. It's not thousand jobs. It's one job you need. Just one. What's your problem with statistics? It's not every news you must listen to. What concern you and read your own? What did they say about you? Jesus opened the book where they wrote about him. Doesn't concern him where they wrote about Judas. Judas will deal with his own case. They wrote about him, but that's their concern. He wrote he opened where they wrote about him. 
and he said, he said, the spirit, he, he concord with the scripture. He agreed. He said, the spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me to do this and so. And he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled. Hallelujah. So, you must, you must be reading the Bible news. It's called good news. And where they write about you, claim it and say, this day, this scripture is fulfilled. Are you here, somebody? Don't miss next Sunday. Don't miss gaining momentum if you like yourself. This is not a year to do Sunday, Sunday Christianity. We have gaining momentum. It started today. It will continue tomorrow, 6.30. Don't miss any of the days. All the speakers are sent from heaven, loaded. Can't miss any of the days. Are you here, somebody? Don't miss it. It's already on. Continues tomorrow, 6.30. Both venues. If you are, if you walk late on the island, come to the island one. It's taking place simultaneously. Don't miss any of the days. Hallelujah. All the speakers will speak in both places. So, attend anyone you like. But 6.30, close work, road is still a bit free. Put I went to village, I've not come back. <laughs> Praise God. Road is still a bit free. <laughs> so, jump on it, close early, tell your bosses, whatever. It should allow you close early. Don't miss the program. So that you charge yourself up for the year spiritually. Arm yourself. Alright? Environmental mission. Then the third one, I have to round up now and pray. So I can do the Thanksgiving. The third one is unconscious limitation. The first one is what? Second one is what? Third one is what? First one is personal. Second one is general. Environmental. No money in Nigeria. Things are tough. We are all dying. We are all finished. <laughs> Hope you know people in this same economy, people are still buying cars. <laughs> one of my friends said, one customer came to their shop, he bought four cars at once, and these are not, not Toyota Camry, not, <laughs> as in the old Toyota Camry, not that type of. He bought four cars once, once, in millions. What are you talking about? Why, why are you joining yourself to economy? Which economy? You will prosper in the name of Jesus. I'll read those testimonies next week. I can't wait. I can't wait. Then the last one is unconscious what? Limitation. Unconscious. These are limitations that are inside you that you are not aware of. You don't even know it's a limitation. They are hidden thought patterns that you carry that you don't know. They are always shown. They are usually revealed in how you judge or treat other people. That's how they are revealed. They are unconscious. <laughs> The Bible said Jesus gives, um, um, just shared a parable that somebody gives um, five people talents. I mean, he gave three guys talents or so. Like, he gave the first one five, gave the second one two, gave the last one what? One. Remember the story? And he said the last guy that they gave one talent, they asked him, why didn't you use your talent? He said, oh, I know you are an austere man. I know you're a wicked man. In other words, we're saying life is not fair. Somebody gets what I'm saying, guys. I don't have time to read the whole story, but it's a popular story. Um, is the one I actually want is the one in Luke, the version of it in Luke, but it's shared in Matthew also, but it's shared also in Luke, where they gave one guy five talents, gave another one three, two talents, gave the last one what? One talent. So everybody doubled their own, except the guy that had one. So they asked him, what's your problem? He said, I, this life is not fair. People reap where they did not sow. 
Things are not working. This, 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 this. He was giving all kinds of negative appraisal, negative statements. And Jesus said, the man answered him and said, out of your own mouth will I judge If you go about thinking life is not fair, life won't be fair to you. If you go about thinking people don't make it, and all these kind of philosophies that are not biblical, you are exposing yourself because those things are negative thought patterns that can hinder you. The best story to... So that the other guy, he said, out of your own mouth will I judge you. Means by these things you are saying, there will be a lead upon your own life. The best way to, <laughs> you know, the best way to see this is in the story of the prodigal son. Best way to see it. Because there are some of you here, you have those limiting thoughts. It, it shows by little statements you make. Sometimes you don't even make the statement, but it's a feeling you have. For instance, there are many of you here that whenever you see a young girl that has a car, has things in your mind, just say quickly, it's men, she's sleeping with men. If you think like that, it means, if you're a lady, it means you too, you are saying that you will never rise to this level except you sleep with men. So that limitation you are putting on that person is an expression of a limitation you have put on yourself. You need to understand that. They are unconscious, but they are inside there limiting you. Every girl you see that has traveled abroad, hmm, is a man that carried her limiting thinking. Because you don't know that there are many people that can buy business class tickets and are single. And are ladies that are doing legitimate work. I know that there are people doing runs and all that. But you cannot be passing judgment on cases that they've not brought to your table officially. As the chief judge of Lagos states. Are you here somebody? It's not every thought that crosses your mind that you must dwell on or entertain or even express. Not every thought. You must learn the art this year of minding your business. Mostly. Because those things show little leakages that are limiting you. Somebody's getting married. Saying, hmm, I don't know where you saw this kind of man. No. She must have been sleeping and now she's hustling. There are all kinds of negative things that you have no facts to prove. And even if you had facts to prove, don't have the attitude of, uh-huh, I knew that's the only way she can get that car. Mm. Because by thinking so too, you are limiting yourself. Instead, say that me, I will get much more without doing anything wrong. Limiting thoughts. Limiting thoughts. It shows in little two expressions that you do. Any boy you see, young boy that you don't know the work he's doing in your mind, is Yahoo. Because he's driving Benz. He must be Yahoo. Yes, it's true. There are many underwear Yahoo boys. <laughs> Everywhere. But it doesn't mean everybody driving a good car is a thief. Don't have that mentality. Anybody says, hmm, he must be thief. Where is anybody seeing one in this economy? He's thief. <laughs> that limitation you are putting on that person is just an expression of the limitation you have put on your own self. <laughs> Praise God. As a pastor, I face that a lot. Whenever somebody sees us anything new, they say, hmm, it's our time. And it's the poorest people that always think it. 
The people that don't even pay any tithe. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. The people that don't pay tithe, they are saying it's their tithe. Where is your tithe that you paid? <laughs> Should I tell you something, sir? I've never seen a rich person criticize another rich person. It never happened. Usually, somebody that has thought he can never get there that criticizes. Do you know? Or, have you ever heard a a a, a dangote or or I don't know if Davido really has a jet, but I saw the picture. I don't know if it's true. But let's assume that a Davido has a jet, or let's assume a dangote has a jet. I don't even know that if he has a jet. You will never see people that own jet criticize a pastor for owning jet. They will never do it. It's people that think in their lifetime they can never own it. You can't see somebody driving a Bentley. Look at that person driving a Rolls Royce or a Bentley and say, hmm, thief. He can't. He's driving it. I don't know if you guys know what I'm saying. It will never happen. Every time you look at somebody's blessing and a negative thought is what flows through you, you are dismissing and disqualifying yourself from ever entering there. You need to learn this, guys. It's unconscious limitation, but it's a limitation. You, that, that, a dango take can never, I'm, I'm never seen or the last yacht before. Yacht is that boat, that thing like a boat, but it's also a house. <laughs> it's in water, can't it? If you pass it, you'll see it. He can never criticize on that person that buys one like that. He can't. He's using it. It's people that don't have and that think they can never have. I laugh at poor people when they talk about pastors that have jet, and I just laugh. Listen, anybody that can use jet, even if it's a criminal or an assassin, if he can use jet, he's a big assassin. <laughs> he's assassinating big people. Because you know, most poor people they think jet, and when I mean poor people, I don't mean poor that don't have money. When I mean poor, I'm, when I talk about poor, I'm talking mentally poor. And that's a choice. I'm not gonna put that don't have money. No, you can, you might not have cash and you're still rich in your mind. I'm talking, I mean, anytime you hear me say poor people, I'm talking about people that are mentally poor. Most poor people think a jet is like parking Toyota Corolla. That's what they're thinking. So they're thinking that in a jet, <laughs> if you park a jet, you are paying for every day it is parked. Poor people, are you listening? Because you don't, I know you don't know these things. And so in your mind, that's why you think, you know, a fool, a fool cannot own a jet. A fool. If a fool owns a jet, in two weeks, he will sell it and sell himself to balance payment. A fool cannot own a jet. A jet is not for jokers. Let me explain some of the costs. To pack it, every day it is packed. Whether you are inside or not, you are paying money. When you fly it, you will pay here and pay where you will land. Because sometimes where you will land, they will bring immigration just for only you. I hope you know. Do you know poor people? When you're flying a jet, you might land at an awkward time. If it's in another country, they will bring immigration just for only you to stamp you in. None of those things are free. You pay tax for owning a jet. A jet, you, you, you can't, you, you have permanent pilot hired, whether you are flying or not. Pilot does not earn minimum wage. <laughs> Pilots earn in, in millions. And you can't have one. You have pilot, you have co-pilot, you have somebody still water. These people are hired. If you don't travel for one month, you will still pay them. Plane is not something you say, ah, hey job, but that means shell, but that means shell, but drop one in UK. <laughs> hey, hey. 
fuel that jets use is not you don't buy it just on the road here. It's called aviation fuel. The engineer, every time a plane lands, before it takes off again, they need to check on it. Plane is not the kind of thing that you reach yourself. If you are up in the air and something you are dead. The engineers that we check it, they are not roadside mechanic. It's not Mufu, spark plug. Spark plug, what? Because this is what people have in their mind, though. Poor people think a joker can carry a jet. A jet? Anybody you see with a jet, even if I remember, greet him. He's trying. And even if the person is an armor and is carrying the jet, because most people will think people buy jet for posing. You can't buy jet for posing. The load inside is not for posing. If you don't need it, you can't keep it. Ask anybody that has that's tried it. Many people have tried to buy jet out of posing. Give them two months. They are the one that will put it for sale by themselves. Or they will rent it out. It, you don't need it. Just buy it for posing. Go ask. Go and investigate. No joker can keep such a thing. You know how much it costs you just to, for it to be existing? Used or not? <laughs> you think it's car wash? You take it to car wash. <laughs> Bam for uh, uh, mud. <laughs> poor people! Poor people if you leave them. Nobody can be using a, a jet if you don't need it, trust me. If you don't need it, they can't use it. If you don't need it, number one, if whatever they are doing can't pay for it, they won't need it. So you don't, you don't even need to be hating somebody that has jet. He will cancel himself. He will advise himself when he carried the load. It's him that will go on express and be selling it. <laughs> do you know there are some servicing you need to do on a plane? You will fly it to where they do it. You will fly it to another country. Servicing. Please be healed from such a strange thinking. So stop all those limiting beliefs. Anybody that has a sin is a thief. No, 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 no. If you have those thinking, you have put a ban on your own life that you too can never enter that level. Somebody get what I'm saying? I don't have time. I have to close. But the story is best seen in the prodigal son. When when the son came back, ah, there's so many things I want to talk about the prodigal son, but I don't have time. When, when, when the song came back, I have to close. Second service, I mean. When that song came back, the elder brother, because some, some, some Christians have elder brother mentality. And that's another thing. The gist you might have heard about somebody might be true, but he might have repented. And he will still come back and be more blessed than you that have never committed sin. Because you have an unconscious limiting thinking that is passing judgment on people. The prodigal son really messed up. They say he carried her lot. It's true. All are true. It was facts. He carried her lot. I don't even know how many her lots, but he carried. He drank. He went, to, he, 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 he went to a nightclub. All facts. But that's not the truth. The story did not end there. After a while, he got himself. The Bible says he came to himself. And he returned back to the father. But you see, the elder brother never changed his thinking about him. 
Because in the mind of the elder brother, our God is such a judgmental God that will never bless someone or accept they are perfect. So the elder brother wasn't perfect. So he thought he too doesn't deserve blessing because he has already put that ban too on his brother. That his brother doesn't have blessing. But the brother came back. The father blessed him. And the elder brother was outside. He said he's not entering. He was talking to servants outside. They had to come in. He said, what's your problem? He said, this is my brother. He took all your money and ran away. Now you are blessing him. And God said, that's what we do. He said, he was lost. Now he's found. He's qualified again to be blessed. Because there are many people here that maybe last year you were a radical. You were a rebel. This January, I believe you are back. And you'll be blessed. Nothing will stop you from being blessed. Nothing will stop the word of this year from manifesting in your own life. I don't know how you lived last year. Maybe you were not doing the things right last year. This is another chance. The guy came back. But the elder brother never adjusted. The elder brother was still trying to see him in the, with the gist he had about him. Remember, any ban you put on somebody is also a ban on yourself. Remember that. Don't forget that. Out of your own mouth will I judge you. And see the statement the elder brother made. He said, all these years I have served you. I never broke your commandment. And yet you can't give me a kid that's the child of a goat. Small thinking. Meanwhile, the other brother killed fatted calf. The biggest cow they killed for the, 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 the prodigal son. Today, by the Spirit of God, I break any limiting thoughts you have in the name of Jesus. Any personal limitations holding you down, I declare it broken in the name of Jesus. Any general or environmental or societal limitations working against you, I declare them broken in the name of Jesus. Any unconscious one that is affecting you unknowingly, today I decree you are delivered in the name of Jesus. You will enjoy the blessings of this year in the mighty name of Jesus. As all heads are bowed, if you are in this service today, you are not born again. Just like the prodigal son, he came back right on time to get the blessings back. If you are here under the sound of my voice, you are not born again and you want to give your life to Jesus. Can I, can I just see your hand? All heads are bowed. Please raise your hand up. You are saying, Pastor, this is the first Sunday in January. I'm here to give my life to Jesus. Can I see your hand? Raise it up, up, up quickly. Let me pray with you. Just like the prodigal son, you are back right on time to get all the blessings that belongs to you. Can I see your hand? All heads are bowed. Just raise your hand for me. Raise your hand for me. Thank you. Thank you. Raise your hand. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep the hand up, please. Let me see. Thank you. Thank you. You are saying, I'm back, Lord. I'm back, Lord. The prodigal son came back and received more than even the son that was in the house. <laughs> that's our, that's how good our God is. Today is a good day to come back to Him. Wherever you are, you are not born again. Or last year you derailed, you, you backslid it. But you want to come back to your father this year. It's a good time. You are right on time. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If your hand is raised up, please stand, stand, stand. If your hand is raised up, stand, stand. Carry your Bible, carry your back. Come, 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 let me pray with you. Come to the front. Ushers, direct them. If your hand is up, come, let me pray with you. You are back in time to receive all the blessings of this year. Come, 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 come. Wherever you are, come. Come, let's pray together. Come, come, come. Ushers, direct them for me. Keep coming, keep coming. Keep coming. Church, I think we can clap for them. Keep coming, keep coming. Wherever you are. Even if you didn't raise your hand, now you know you should be out here praying with me. This is the first Sunday of the year. It's the first Sunday of the year. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14411. 
or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.